Syria are fans everywhere. From our nation's capital, this is Cool of America. Welcome back, Curve Americans and Podcast Paisani. I'm Chris with Just Had this week. Marco is AWOL. Yeah, yeah. Good good on you, Marco. I hope you hope you enjoy this. We're gonna send this to you to edit all by your lonesome after this, after dropping the podcast hours before <laughs> recording with uh, with a bunch of games for us to go on because apparently he's volunteering. Yeah. No, let's. Uh, we didn't hear what he's re- volunteering for. So, uh... do you think that Chris? Do you think that Marco maybe has like a, a mistress podcast, like a side <laughs> piece podcast out there that like on like you know the Bundesliga or something, where he's telling his spousal podcast that he has to stay late volunteering? If but Marco ins- had a second podcast, what would it be? He loves Syria so much. I don't think he has many other. No, 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 no. <laughs> it it would be some sort of culinary podcast where he talks about his favorite foods, such as. Thai food, Kevin Lasagna, and bagel, and bagel. Yeah, <laughs> so it, it definitely has something to do with with his deep appreciation for the culinary arts. There's that he's a true Italian right there. Absolutely. Yep. So we miss Marco tonight. We did want to mention uh, some sad news. Uh, just our thoughts to the hurricane and earthquake victims. A lot of sad stuff going around uh, the world today. We're recording on Tuesday. We saw in Mexico City. Uh, the earthquake uh, down there. So our thoughts to uh, everyone affected by these uh, natural disasters, um, you know, thoughts and prayers to you guys. Back to DC news. Tad, you had a pretty epic week last week. Uh, another bucket list item checked off the list. Profits of rage at the 930 club. What happened? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So I don't I don't know if we've mentioned this before on the podcast, but my wife's uncle is Nils Lofgren, who plays in the E Street Band. Um, who we're actually going to visit this next week. So I may or may not be calling in from Scottsdale, Arizona, where they live. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how well I do poolside. But uh, you know, he lives on another planet, and on that planet, he was in the E Street Band for a tour with Tom Morello, the famous guitarist for Rage Against the Machine, my all-time favorite band, um, and you know, Audio Slave. So I asked him, you know, do you think he could set it up where I uh, where, where we meet him? So of course, we get backstage passes. Um, you know, we get free tickets to the show. Um, and so, you know, after the show and not, not only is Tom Morell in the band, but be real, who's of Cypress Hill, who's like my first favorite band. So I've had like a, like a 20 year history with, with, uh, you know, with both of the, both of these bands that are playing. And, uh, you know, we go backstage after the show and Tom Morell is bopping around saying hi to everybody. And, you know, he gets up to me and just, I just froze. <laughs> like he's like hey how's it going you know i like for like a, three weeks i've been thinking about what i'm gonna say to him and you know i mean i've, I've not been starstruck before i met bruce springsteen i mean we met daniele de rossi kicked it with him for like I, 45 minutes i met uh, nils lofgren yeah special. yeah well i mean uh, uh uh you're you're a beloved member of the lofgren family <laughs> um the the immigration lawyer near and dear to their heart um where's where's chris ross as, as my aunt amy lofgren would say jersey strong um so, yeah, I mean, he comes up and Leslie just bails me out. You know, I'm this is they're like dumbfounded. And the only thing I could manage to do was, you know, snag a selfie where I look like, you know, David Zap, David Zappacosta when he takes a selfie with uh, Steph Curry this past week. <laughs> the worst part, too, is I saw Be Real 
And like, not only did I just totally fanboy out on him and, you know, I'm a 34 year old grown man telling him how much I love him, but I proceed to rap in his voice, my favorite Cypress Hill verse of all time. Um, For those of you who don't know, Cypress Hill, Gabriel sounds like, you know, we got that high nasal voice and the look on his face. And I didn't, I didn't, I just, I'm I just drove through yeah. the car wash with the top down so when it was happening, were you cringing like, oh, I shouldn't have done this? I kind of blacked out for a little bit and I came <laughs> back like last few bars and was then I just cringed it out. And then I <laughs> then I think I just ran home. Yeah. I think no matter where I am for the rest of my life, a piece of me will still be rapping to be real. Yeah. And I'll just be carrying that with me. So, yeah, yeah. thanks to Nils, who's yeah. a friend of the podcast for, for setting that up. Yeah. Definitely got to, or as Amy Loughran calls me, calls her my bucket list fairy. There you go. Um, that for uh, let let me Tom Morello and be real, even though if I if I crashed and burned miserably. But <laughs> nine thirty club BC, check it out, baby. Absolutely great, great venue. Super excited that you got to meet uh, some some real life heroes there, man. That's awesome. We want to switch gears to soccer, and uh, Ted, we got some big news coming up October first, just a few weeks away here. Curve America hits the road yet again. Yeah, man. We're, we're, we're on tour like Prophets of Rage. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. So our tour stop, uh, we're going up to Philly to see the Grand Café d'Aquila. That's the main bar. If you're in the Philly area, definitely check out this place. Uh, they have all the main uh, uh, Italian Serie A soccer clubs. They all get together and watch there. We'll be up there from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m., Check out our social media to find out the details, but we're really excited to meet all the Serie A clubs up there in Philly. We're going to do a little bit of a live podcast and just watching all the games. It's on a Sunday. We're super excited to do this. Yeah, guys, it's going to be hot to trot. It's going to be as hot as Drace Merton's goal-scoring feet. Um, you know, going to watch Roma, uh, Milan with yep. uh, with both with both clubs. Um, I'm going to find it really. I'm going to find it as hard wearing a Curve America shirt to that game as I did when we were watching Roma play Juventus. But got to be got to be professional and balanced for the podcast. But guys, it's going to be amazing if you're in the area. Come check it out. I've seen pictures of Grand Cafe Aquila. It looks amazing. Been in contact with the clubs in Philly. They're all amazing groups of, of boys and girls. So come come hit us up. Absolutely. So check out our social media for more details on that. That social media is, we've got Curve America, all one word. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We've got an email account, Fabio at Curve America, where you can send us uh, questions about the event uh, or just Syria in general. Uh, you can also find our podcast on asroma360.com. It's uh, our friends over there. Great website. iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play. Many ways to uh, find us out there uh, on the internet, so we do hope that you guys can find us and spread the word about Curve America. And be sure, guys, to subscribe and comment on the podcast on iTunes. I scrolled through um, before we went uh, live today, trying to pump myself up since you know uh, Marco dropped us for you know the Mistress podcast, and just a lot of great feedback out there, guys. So love hearing from you. Um, at all times and shoot us any questions anything on twitter i think that's been probably the most fun of this little project is interacting with y'all out there absolutely all right tad so we go off to week four we're going to review it right now let's start it off with the rundown 36 goals this week in the Serie A, topping all other leagues by a long shot, including three players with hat tricks. Another cannonball in the kiddie pool performance by Dybala, 
Napoli settle the argument that there's only one team in Campania that matters. Sorry, Benevento. Roma finally get a statement win and their star striker is moving. The Milan team's cruise past bottom table competition and Immobile, Yosemite Sams, his way all week from Holland to the Olympico. And Borriello introduces his ex to his new squeeze and points out that she is way hotter. Uh-oh, uh-oh. You hear that? That's our shameless local beer plug of the week. Not so local this week. Yeah, this <laughs> one is brought to you by Miller High Life. We realize this is about as local to D.C. as a Qatari soccer stadium, but it was the best beer we could scrounge together in the hood five minutes before recording. But hey, you can't go wrong. The champagne of beers. Absolutely. Shout out to my sister who lives in Miliwake, which is Algonquin for the good land, Miller High Life. All right. I'm joining you, Tad. We hope everyone can sit back, relax, enjoy the podcast. Off we go to the first five. Up first, we've got Juventus and Sassuolo. This one finished 3-1. Juventus does what they always do after a poor result, and this one was in Champions League. This time, poor Sassuolo are caught like a deer in the headlights on Redemption Road. You know, first of all, this this beer tastes like I've just transformed into a trucker in 1981. Yeah. I mean, do I have... <laughs> the can do, looks like it, too. Yeah, I mean, do I have a puffy vest and a, tr- <laughs> you know, and a trucker cap on right now? Um yeah, I mean, it's the Dybala show again. Two tremendous goals from the young Argentine before Sassuolo happened to just claw one back. But then he puts a bow on just another man-in-the-match performance with one sweep, as Marco would call, and I guess 70 million Italians, the Pinello. we got a hat-trick hero. Dybala just a total beast. So, I mean, everyone's talking about Dybala in the Serie A. It's, 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 he's the, you know, the biggest star of the past couple weeks with the most amazing performances. So our first takeaway is going to be, you know, what's our superhero nickname for this guy? Uh, and we've had a couple of great contributions. One credit to at Pepe Silva 113 with a very apropos one, Nightwing. And for those of you that, you know, didn't like talking to girls like me um, right. in middle school um, and high school and college and in my early 20s, um, <laughs> you're the only one married on the podcast. That's, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nightwing is basically the character that Robin transforms into when he becomes a solo act. So where you had Batman and Robin or Fat Man and Robin with Iguain and Dybala, you have uh, Robin steps out of the shadow of Fat Man and becomes Nightwing, the, the young Grayson kid. Really good. R- real credit to Pepe Silvia 113 there. That was, that was clever. So there's a possible vote in the column for that one, but not to be outdone by a friend of the podcast, uh, Rocco, uh, at Catenaccio NA. And he had a great, uh, you know, kind of niche Italian cultural tie to this. And also a fun pun. Diabolic. Diabolic. Diabola. Yeah. Diabolic. You get it? Yeah. I kind of like saying diabolique. 
Diabolique. <laughs> but yeah, I that's see, like that's like as well. Potato, potato. I see know? what you're going with his name there. With Diab- Diab- I think he's got to be Diabolique. Yeah, I think you got to tie the name in there. <laughs> right. And Diabolique. I mean, I guess in the eight years I lived in Italy, you walk by the, the green newspaper stands and you always see this comic. I never once read it. Um, <laughs> surprisingly enough. But you know he's he's basically like hashtag the most Italian guy ever. He's like Italian James Bond that turns into like like Deadpool, but super handsome. You know he's a genius. He uses his he has a skilled use of knives. Obviously he's Italian, so he's an excellent tactician, strategist, <laughs> and uh, a gifted analytic deductive. This is straight from Wikipedia. Psycher, psycho motor. Ugh, there, me speak, me me read England good today. Psychomotor performance to the limits of human possibilities. That sounds like a direct translation from Italian. Vast scientific knowledge, highly educated in various fields of knowledge. Skillful change artist, able to wear masks. Perfect. Perfect and, for the Yeah. And then a bunch of other stuff. Photographic memory, excellent pilot and shooter. So there's just really nothing this guy can't do, which I think is very, again, good to explain to Bala the past couple weeks. Absolutely. So I like that as well. But, you know, I'm going to go ahead and cross genres and start kind of who I think the ball is. And that's Ghost Rider. <laughs> I see Dybala as this guy, his mask is a flaming skull, and he's ripping around on a Harley, whipping chains, destroying everything. And behind it all, it's actually Nicolas Cage. <laughs> so I'm going with Ghost Rider. But guys, feel free to reach out there. We love these. Um, as to what comic book character you think that uh, Dybala is now that he's stepping out of the shadow of Fat Man and Robin. But going on with that... What's Iguain going to do that his sidekick is now? Maybe the student has surpassed the master. We see what happened at PSG this last weekend with you know Cavani and, and, and uh, Neymar and Alves you know, going back and forth. You know, do you think that there might be some internal... Is this a chink in the armor for Juventus? Yeah, I, I mean, uh, the thing I like about Dybala the past few weeks, man, is just he seems to be having so much fun out there. He doesn't feel any pressure about, oh, man, I got to do well in case Barco, Barca wants me or, or something like that. Um, he's just really having fun, and it's fun to watch him as a, as a soccer fan. He's got some great goals the past couple games. You said he's really tallying them up. I don't think it's going to be a problem. I, I think that I think from the club and you, for, with Juventus, the club always comes first. They gave this guy the number 10 jersey. They gave him a big contract last year. I think it's, I mean, it's Gianluigi Buffon's team, of course, but I think Dybala, he, he's the next in line to uh, to be the leader of this team. Well, I, my worry is Higuain because the, he, you know, he's basically getting body shamed at every single turn. So I don't know. I mean, I think it might not be open out in the air, but I think we might see Higuain starting ghost Twitter accounts like Kevin Durant, yeah. you know, going out yeah. there trying trying to stir the pot that way. My other takeaway from this game is Juve bounces back like they always do. We said it last season. We said it last week. Sassuolo, uh, uh, when they when they have a loss, they come back and just rip up. You know the next team. Um, uh, the next team they face is that basically what you saw here, Chris? Just a total waxing out. Yeah, I mean Sassuolo, I've been down on since last season. Uh, just always expecting more from them, but I think the the trend continues, right? Uh, Juventus doesn't have a good game. Whoever's up in line, you, you feel bad for them because they're definitely going to come ready to play. 
And uh, that's definitely what happened in this game. That coupled with just Cesswell is not a good team. This yeah, year. they really aren't, man, which gets into my third point that they might they might not get relegated, but they might be high in the running for the trashest team outside the danger zone. Yeah. And uh, Marco made a good point. Actually, Marco never makes a good point because he's out with that that hussy again. Um, but I think they might be the worst team playing in the MyPay this season. That's right. Little shout out to Regiana and Atalanta there in their Europa uh, tournament. So uh, we, we do like those two teams who are playing in MyPay. Yeah, I think that if, uh, if, if given the chance, I think Mike Piazza might take a shot on a one-game playoff right now as to who would actually be in the Serie A going forward. Take Sassuolo? I yeah. bet he would take that. I'd, I'd put money on Regiana on that too. All right, so you got Juventus rolling along, Sassuolo going the other way on the table. Let's jump to Napoli and Benevento. This one finished 6-0, and we said a little bit last week that this was a bit of a derby. The Derby del Benevento is just happy to be here, Ted. Yes, yes. Two teams from Campania uh, down in southern uh, Italy there, but uh, Napoli just... This one ends with their five-foot army crushing their village cousins of Benevento. Six goals from Mertens, who had a hat-trick. And Alan, Insigne, and Kelly Hone all grabbed goals themselves in a game some Monday morning quarterbacks feel got more of Mr. Sarri's attention than midweek Champions League game last week. So he rested a few players, particularly Mertens. Let's get into it here. The first thing we got to talk about on this one is that it is a derby, if you could call this a derby. Yeah, the derby Benevento is just happy to be here. Yeah, I love it. So we're, we're in the San Paolo on this one, 45,000 people in the stadium. But 11,000 people are Benevento fans, so Forza Stragoni. Napoli are seemingly taping the, taking this game seriously because they got Champions League embarrassment uh, on the, on themselves uh, with Shakhtar. I'm never going to say this right, but Shakhtar. Just Shakira, whatever. Shakira, right. Yeah. Um, so much to the point that uh, apparently Mr. Sari made the team stay together in their training facility, Castel Volturno. Which is straight out of a Harry Potter yeah, book. That's that's the sister training ground to Carabag for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Benevento fans, I'm thinking about them in this one, right? Uh, this is a derby, but they're certainly not accustomed to being in the Serie A. They probably support Napoli most of the time. They're only 90 minutes east of Napoli, but maybe not. Maybe it's just your team is your team, and that's what it is. So I got a hypothetical for you, Tad. You're a native Iowan and Hawkeye supporter. If I were to be promoted to the NFL and play your beloved Chicago Bears, would you go to the game and what colors would you wear? Oof, that's uh, that's a really that's actually a really good question. You know, I mean, thinking about the Serie, um, you know, just the way Italian soccer set up, that like, yeah, Benefento fans probably never expected to be in the Serie. A. It's a dream come true, and they were probably like. You know, they, they, they cheer for Benevento on Saturdays, but Napoli on Sundays, but they might be clear-cut Benevento fans, and that's kind of how it would go with this one. I mean, I'm from Iowa. I'm not from Chicago. They both play the same, um, this, you know, the, the, the same sport, but if for some reason, you know, Iowa would, uh, uh, would come up, I would definitely probably cheer for Iowa, and I'd probably give them a better chance against the current Chicago Bears team <laughs> yeah, than right. Benevento had in this game <laughs> against Napoli. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, yeah, on Iowa, let's go Hawks. Sorry, Bears, you should have never fired Lovey Smith. Um, otherwise, I might still be, be in with you on this one. You wouldn't cut one of those jerseys in half, do half Iowa, half Bears, one of those? I mean, you know, when my future son who plays, who played for the Hawkeyes and then is playing for the Bears and then the Hawkeyes get promoted and come in, 
then I'd, I would do it. Actually, I'd leave it up to Leslie. That's kind of a mom's That's type a thing mom to do. Move. Yeah. yeah, I might, uh, <laughs> I, I might be the, uh, you know, like the middle-aged Italian man that doesn't even wear the team scarf to the game. Right, right. All right. Well, I was curious about that. Uh, I think that's a tough question for uh, the Benevento fans out there. So I hope they enjoyed the game, at least the, the show that Napoli put on. Not only Napoli, but Merton specifically. He came roaring back to this game, playing beautiful soccer after the Champions League game in which he rested. They needed this after Champions loss. And... Uh, that is just ugly um, in the middle of the week, especially yeah, po- since I've been pushing for him so hard. Yeah, pulling a little Juventus here. Yeah. So everyone before this, uh, before the champions anyway, is saying sorry is the master technician for Napoli, and now he's being questioned left and right by the fan base. I saw that on Goal.com, sorry saying he stood by the decision to rest Mertens in the Champions League game. He did come on as a sub. He won a penalty that led to the, uh, Napoli's only goal from Milik. The reasons he gave, Mertens had international duty uh, before, he's fast, so we got to rest his legs. I'm going in a different direction with that. I'm saying he doesn't care as much about Champions League as he does the Derby Dell. Benevento is just happy to be here. <laughs> got to come for, correct for the when the Benevento <laughs> Wizards come to town. Yeah, for sure. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, I mean to be honest, like when I think of Napoli at this moment, when they you know quote unquote overlook Shakhtar and they get out of there, I think of the Bill Burr joke about you know Arnold Schwarzenegger, where you know he gets he gets he why didn't he think he could get his housemate pregnant? You know he's been in the zone for twenty years, you know nothing but net. He's an Austrian, marries a Kennedy, famous for weightlifting, becomes the biggest movie star in the world, um, you know, and, and then becomes the governor of a of a state he can't even pronounce. And I think that Nap- that was Napoli. They just have been in the zone. They've just been waxing out teams left and right. We don't need Trace Mertens to beat Shakhtar. Yeah. And they happened to drop one, but they came out and, you know, played, just just destroyed Benevento in this game. Benevento, to me, is rapidly becoming like Team Andy Stitzer, um, the, the Steve Carell character from uh, 40-Year-Old Virgin. You know, they're just a, a bunch of guys that actually work at Smart Tech, you know, they're Syria virgins and their you know, buddies convince them to play Napoli. And basically what turns out is they go to the, to the salon and get their, their chest waxed out. So that is basically what happened in this one. So feeling it for Benevento. They their president anyway is hoping that they stay up in paradise. Uh, we'll see Benevento. It's going to take more than six nothing defeats to stay up here. The other thing we threw out there on Twitter, we wanted to mention Hamsik. Kind of quiet at the beginning of the season, so much so that his agent came out and said, "Relax, he'll he'll be fine." And I, Hamsik has just completely devoted his loyalty to Napoli, so I don't think the fans are too upset on this one. But his agent did come out and say, "Relax, uh, he's going to raise his mohawk after a slow start to the season." And yeah. uh, our our uh, Fabio put out it's a, it's a scene straight out of Free Willy. Just the, the dorsal fin, which is Hamzik's mohawk, is going to rise for newfound freedom. Yes, yes. <laughs> very, very well put, Fabio. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, Napoli staying on tr- on course for uh, Serie A, hoping they can get back on track for uh, Champions League uh, in the future. Moving on to Inter and Crotone, Crouton Nation. This would finish 2 nothing. The Battle of the Blondes in which Icardi and Cordaz auditioned for the Jared Leto role in the upcoming Flight, Fight Club remake. His name was Robert Paulson's head. Yes, yes. <laughs> You're too blonde to get in this house. You got these two blondies coming out, man. I mean, just both both just awful decisions with this haircut, bringing back the early 2000 look. So we got this battle of the haircuts that seriously, man, was 
basically the most competitive thing about this match. Um, <laughs> you know, it's a 70-30 possession tilt to enter. Uh, Crotone also amazingly managed more shots, though. 12 to 6 ever enter. Go figure out there. Um, you know, Skrinier, uh, who's starting to prove me long two weeks in a row. I, I said that he was maybe the most overpaid guy going into the season. I picked him as a bust. He's proven me wrong. And Perisic are the stars. They both go, uh, score the goals this week. However, both goals were, you know, against Cordaz, who looked like he was going to flunk out of the Tyler, Dur- Tyler Durden house in this one. I, I mean, mean, both both uh, goals, he was flat-footed on both. Didn't dive. He just kind of watched them roll in. And just embarrassing for Crouton Nation. My takeaways from this game is, you know, Crotone versus Inter. Remember, Crotone beat Inter last That's year. Right. When Inter went epic free run fall. to stay up on the last day. I love you, Crouton. So it looks like Crotone is the first um, victim of the Inter payback tour, you know, downing mighty Crotone on the road. I'm starting to look at Inter like, you know, a Liam Neeson character to this season. Uh, you know, they get taken out. They get taken out last year by Crotone. They get they get left for dead and forgotten. And now they're coming back and they start off with the lowest henchman Crotone on their way, you know, to, to kill the big boss that's played by some you know, Eastern European actor you can't quite pronounce the name of. But in this movie, you know, you know some Russian guy in this movie, that Russian guy is... Yuri Ventus. <laughs> so they're on their march up there. Clever. Yeah. Yuri Ventus. Hashtag Yuri Ventus. Um, you know, Crotone, though. I mean, they're acting like a real Syria team. That's they're, right. They're, their ultras are getting fined. That's right. 5K. We've made it. We belong here. We're up in our second season. Now we want to be real ultras. Was was, was that, uh, was that uh, Crotone Club USA that was there throwing <laughs> bottles? We haven't organized our uh, trip down to southern Italy yet, so we have not thrown any bottles. Yeah, but I mean, like, Crotone fans go from, you know, sneaking into the Juventus game by being in the hospital all the way to throwing beer bottles at the handyman and Spalletti man. I mean, are these guys the Browns fans? You know, yeah. the, are they, are they going to be the ones that get glass bottles banned from the Serie like the Browns? <laughs> yeah, we're switching to plastic. Yeah. yeah. I'm hoping, uh, you know, I do. No one condones that stuff. So you got to respect the other team, Cr- Crouton Nation. Let's uh, let's be classier. <laughs> I mean, my other takeaway is, you know, Icardi's hair in this one. I mean, it was so he shaved it bald after the game. I know. He must have seen a picture. And it was like, eesh. Yeah. So, I mean. Or maybe he's just turning up that early 2000s style. He, you know, he's going from Slim Shady to Britney, Britney Spears. No, it's it's like it's it's exactly that. It's early 2000s. Try something that doesn't work and make it worse. Yes, make it worse, Britney. So we're gonna we're gonna see him if you know if, if he doesn't score next weekend. You know, beating up a, a car with an umbrella. But you know, more on him with Spalletti, who wins the Coors Light Commercial Coaches Award by giving a surly post-game interview worthy of not only Spalletti's style but his demeanor in post-games, where he talks about uh, you know people are like, "Hey, Perisic and uh, Icardi playing pretty well," and he's like, "Yes, but I'd prefer to talk about where they have to grow. <laughs> not that I don't want them getting too much appreciation." And then in the very next sentence says that the handyman is as valuable as Gigi Buffon to his team. So let's not let's not hype these guys too much. And let's go over here and now say that the handyman is as valuable to his team as the biggest star in the Serie A. It's honestly one of the things I miss with Spalletti. I haven't seen EDF kind of handle the media yet, so I give him a, a pass on that. But Spalletti, it, it's like it's... A magic trick, right? Don't look at this hand. Look at this hand over oh, there. Oh, yeah. No, last year, all the things about, like, why are you asking me these Francesco Totti questions? Because it's Francesco Totti. You're yeah. at Roma, and it's his last season, and exactly. you're not playing him. Yep. 
So he's he's good at that, and I think yeah. you know if you're going to be a, especially in like Roma, the capital and everything mm-hmm. like that, and also with Inter, another historic club. I think you know, as crazy as it is for for fans, I think you'd need to have a skill set like that. So are you are you willing to say that his post game interviews are as tailored as his suits? Smooth. Yeah. I mean, smooth as Spalletti's bald dome right yeah, there. He is a stylish man that I aspire to be when when it fully goes away up top, Tad. It's, uh, <laughs> it's I'm quickly getting there, but I love that. We're we're definitely going to keep talking about just the fashion. Of course, we have to talk about the coach's fashion in Serie A. So Spalletti's up there. We had a couple other couple coaches that are also making a run at it. Uh, when uh, when is a Serie A going to get like the morbidly obese Rex Ryan coach? Or like you know, that just has to wear like a like a sweater vest. That or an owner saying, "We can't have you coach. You're too fat. It doesn't matter your skill set. You're just you. You won't fit into the style. Yeah, maybe you should sustain the rage a little bit more. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yep. All right. So there you go. Inter takes away with Crouton Nation out there. Come on, Crotone. Gotta find it. Gotta stay up in Syria. Up next, we got Genoa and OTFR. This one finished three two. The battle of the other team froms goes to OTFR, the other team from Rome. Genoa and OTFR battle it out in a thriller. It's back and forth until Chiro, the hero, gets his brace and steals the spotlight from young Pellegrini, like stealing candy from a baby, who makes his history with his brace. I was going to leave that one for you, Chris. You and Marco do it much better than me. Well, hey, man, I got to think, though, if we're going to stick with this OTF thing, you got to start calling them OTF Genoa. Otherwise, you're going to get fined. OTFG? Yeah, yeah. the other team from Genoa. Yeah. For this season alone. Yep. For this season alone. Yeah, we'll, we'll, I'll work on it. Because OTFG is going to be in Serie B next year. <laughs> yeah, we both called that in the beginning. Yep. We got to start with OTFR here and cheer the hero because he's just shredding Europe, all of Europe, frankly, with his goal scoring. He's tying goals in the Europa League midweek game. And then a winning goal this week after going on a rampage mode against Milan. Is there a hotter out-and-out striker in Europe right now other than Chiri Mobile? No. Yeah. No. I mean, all this talk about Dybala. And Dybala earned every single last. I mean, he the the ghost rider, Dybalik, Diabalik, you know, the, the, the night wing. I mean, Chiri Immobile, is he's, he's got he's sweep the leg Johnny right now. I mean, honestly, <laughs> yeah. is there a friggin' guy on the whole OTFR team that doesn't look like an 80s, you know, sidekick henchman villain? Yeah. Are they all beating up Daniel Russo or, you know, like swirling Corey Haim or something like that? We are a little biased, but we uh, wanted to draw a little comparison here with Chiri Immobile to Il Gallo, the rooster, up in Torino. Both, both the strikers and the teams themselves... What do you think, Tad? Is Belotti and Chiro the Hero on the same level this season? Capo Cananieri race? And is OTFR basically the Torino of the South? I mean, all of those are great questions. I think right now, you know, the dark horse Torino year after year after year, I'd give OTFR. I mean, you know, obviously they're better than they are. But I mean, I think whereas Torino is aspiring for Europa League, I think that OTFR would be disappointed with the Europa League. I think they're fighting it out with Roma and Inter and Milan and that like that for a Champions League spot. You got to take them seriously um, that they're doing this. And, you know, this question about Belotti, it's hilarious because what they buy Immobile two years ago for like eight million bucks. And I know he's like five, six years older than Belotti, but Belotti's talking about going for a hundred million bucks. Immobile keeps this up. How much is he worth? Yeah, you right. know, I mean, it's just so fickle, this transfer kind of stuff. They're throwing around these ridiculous prices that, you know, maybe because Immobile has, 
you know, not succeeded in other challenges that have been set in front of him. But now he's, you know, he's he's incredible. And you got to think he's worth at least a half below T. Yep. Mazel Bugdov. I'm with you on the transfer market stuff. But let's save that for the winter. We got a true test for OTFR coming up here against the Ant Army of Napoli. They play at home in Rome uh, this upcoming, I guess it'll be this week, the midweek game, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and after that, the performance against Milan, maybe it's Napoli that we're thinking, uh, all right, you got to take OTFR seriously. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be Napoli's biggest test so far in the season. They've been waxing teams out left and right, and they are getting a red-hot OTFR team right now. Now, as everyone's been saying, and I think you have to agree with it, when Napoli's on, they're, uh, they're unstoppable. So OTFR has got to be hoping that they catch him, you know, flat footed and then away fixture and they can take it to him. But this this is this is two heavyweight teams that are playing about as good as anybody in the Serie A right now with uh, two of the most incredible current players in form in Immobile versus Drace Mertens. Yep. Let's uh, turn quickly because OTF Genoa has got a story themselves. We've got Pellegrini, 16 years old. He's born March 16th, 2001, when Marco was trying to figure out whether he's Team NSYNC or Backstreet Boys. Oh, there's another another good couple bleach blondes in there as well. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's Justin Timberlake and the bleach blonde. That's right. Um, yeah, man, I just, uh, millennials, I can't believe there's, there's a professional athletes born in 2001. A 16 year old kid. I mean, this guy's got to have, these guys, this guy has to have friends that he grew up with that haven't hit puberty yet. Yeah. And he's out here rocking braces. Yeah. You know, against, against OTFR. Is, is, does Genoa, as bad as they are, seriously, is their best player, Pellegri, who's a 16 year old kid? Yeah. Well, he, uh, did score a brace in this one and, uh. Led his dad, who was an assistant coach, to tears uh, in stands. So, other than uh, the Genoa fans crying, what do you think, Tad? Uh, we had this question going around the podcast. Uh, is this the most Italian thing ever? Do you think Italian kids reacting to this would be different from Americans like us? What do you think uh, your dad would do, and what are the Italians doing? Oh, yeah. I mean, his dad, who's a team manager, crying on the sidelines, that's, that's super Italian, man. Yeah. So, you know, you mean like... In America, it's like how rough and tough, you know, professional athletes are. You would never show them. That's my up. boy. Yeah, hey, yeah. Crack open a, you know, a high, a high life, life. Yeah. <laughs> with my teeth, you know. And and his dad's crying there. My dad. I mean, I would like to think that you know, my it would be like a field of dreams moment. My dad watched me. I'm play for the Cubs. Like I get called up. I hit two home runs in my debut game. He's crying. But if I was 16 year old, I know my friends would be texting me, being like, dude. What's up with your dad, man? Yeah. He got something in his eyes. Yeah, yeah, a little dusty down there on the uh, sidelines. I, I, what about you, Chris? You throw a throw a touchdown pass for the Giants um, in the Super Bowl. Is your dad balling? Uh, my dad has always been very stoic when it comes to sports. So win or lose, it's we're very proud of you, son. You did a good job, and you know that's that's uh, typically my dad's personality. So. I think uh, he would not be very Italian there. He's the Irish side of the family, so maybe that's why. Yeah, mom being the Italian mom would be. Oh my god! <laughs> you know, would 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 run out and celebrate with you on the field. Typical Italian. Have mom. a choreographed dance with you. And speaking of mom, it's her birthday today, so happy birthday, mom! Ooh, rate and comment on the podcast. <laughs> yes. All right, so there you go. Big win there for OTFR. Let's see what they do midweek with a big challenge with with Napoli tomorrow. Up next, we've got Torino and Sampdoria. This one finished a 2-2 draw, a back-and-forth game between two gritty northern Italian teams. 
All the goals scored in the first 30 minutes, Sam Spaselli and later Qualiarella, with Torino's $100 million rooster Bellotti and Bazzelli all grabbing goals. So that's typically what you'd expect. I talked last week about their coach, Mihaljevic. He talked about winning ugly last week after beating Benevento in the last 40 seconds, and he took that as kind of a proud moment. It looks like Torino's going to win games like that this year. After this game, it looks like Torino's also going to draw ugly in, in uh, the season. Give credit to uh, the team. Uh, they, they had Baselli. Uh, goal was in the first minute, and Torino does bounce back. They get two of their own goals 15 minutes later. But then uh, they give up the lead for good, and we go to the draw in the 33rd minute. So uh, the goal scores, it's what you would expect, as predictable as SNL crushing the Emmys after a presidential election. No shock there. But Mihalovic, man, just after the game, willing to throw players under the bus. Psychologically challenging them? I don't know. Uh, we've seen him do this to Jajic. Uh That's been done in the press. This week it happened to be Nang's turn. Uh, he, he, this is Mihalovic talking. He needs to grow up and fast. Building chemistry with team is one thing. Putting in the work in the gym and practice is another. So each week he becomes more and more, in my opinion, like Indiana University's legendary basketball coach, Bobby Knight. Menacing, gritty, eager to win, but will challenge players with mind games and kind of flirts with crossing the line. So love him or hate him, that's what he is, Tad. But what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think Bobby Knight's a perfect description. I mean, you look at this and you're like, how could anybody ever play for this guy? But he's not wrong. I mean, like, going after Yaich, Yaich is a player who needs to go out. I mean, Yaich should have had somebody say those things about him a long time ago. Niang, what has been Niang's problem his entire career? He's a huge underachiever. He has all the talent in the world, and he chooses to squander it. And he's, you know, I mean, kind of like Balotelli. Um, he's not putting in the work. So Mihailovic is the one that's, you know, going to be the one that, that calls him out. And on top of that, like, I mean, you see all these things, you see the rage, you see the fury, the unapologetic stuff, the menacing stuff, but you're just waiting for him to grab, a, you know, a kid by the throat. Yeah, exactly. And, and he's already like, pushing his, his staff and his players exactly. on the field. Like, I mean, I swear, you know, we're going to, Miha's career is going to end with him repeatedly smashing his car into a parked car because, you know, they, the, the, the uh, a person, you know, took a spot in, in the, in the <laughs> team parking, like a player's. A player's son's car. Yep. Yeah, something like that. Yep. So the Bobby Knight of Syria. There you go. So that's Torino's story this week. Let's turn quickly to Sampdoria, the good team from Genoa. Yeah, the Sampdoria. You, you, this year, they are the good team from Genoa. You know, throw a little shade at Genoa, just just playfulness. But Sampdoria, they've they've picked up a point in every game this year so far, and so it kind of plays into your thing about Torino being this gritty team. They managed to pull it out and get this 2-2 draw against a Genoa team that's, you know, really not that bad this year um, that, you know, could have aspirations for a top 10 finish. And so far, the giggity goal scorer, Quags, he's leading the way. They're they're solid there. They you do not write them off on the week. They're going to be tough out every week. That's right. So enjoy it, Genoa. You got two teams. One of them is good. <laughs> All right. Let's go to Milan and Udinese. This one finished 2-1. Both teams play lotto number formations, Milan in a 3-1-4-2 and Udinese in a 4-1-4-1. Ted, what happened in this game? 4-1-4-1. Never seen that before. 4-1-4-1. Are you serious? Going to go out go against Milan with this stuff? Um, and apparently 4-1-4-1 is a trigger for Siri because uh, she just picked up and it seemed like <laughs> she wanted something from me. You know, I mean, they win two one, but and they they you know they get a goal because Kevin Lasagna. Let's face it, 
is one of the preeminent strikers in the world. We need to be talking. We need to be giving him a superhero name. I, Actually, yeah. he already has a freaking Kevin, Kevin Lasagna. Lasagna. That belongs in a comic book. Yeah, like Paul Blart meets the you know the one of the <laughs> yeah. best dishes ever. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they're the only effective team in this game. They get contributions from even more new signings. 24 to uh, 21 to 4 on shots, 64 possessions. I mean, Milan right now, it, it, it's just tough to take it to them. And so, you know, you have these $250 million. You know, are they a paper tiger? Because they haven't, you know, really played anybody. And the one team they played, OTFR, you know, took them to, to, took them to the beauty parlor and waxed them out. And to me, I mean, I, I want to hear your thoughts on this in a second. But to me, like right now, like Milan is like when the Rolling Stones first got together. You know, they have Keith Richards, Keith Moon, you know, Brian Jones, Mick Jagger. But you can't imagine that, like, the first couple band practices, they were throwing out satisfaction. Yeah. You know, they're probably playing a couple, laying a couple stinkers in there with some real genius. So I think Milan, once they, they kind of get together, they're going to, you know, they're, they're, they're going to keep on improving as long as Montella can, you know, do something other than what I think he can't really do much. Yeah, I'm, uh, you know, they're selling tickets. They, of all the games, like the Milan faithful definitely think they're back and they believe in this product. So 50,000 tickets this past uh, weekend. They're beating the teams they need to. They're in Europa. They just uh, beat Austria Vienne. And uh, in the qualifier, they beat Shekindija, the, the Trump tweet name. Yeah, FC Trump tweet. Yeah. Um, FC, so, FC butt, butt text. Yeah. So they're beating the teams that they need to, but. You know, the thing is, like, we were hyping them up, and they keep scoring with Catrone, and then you run into tests, and it, it doesn't go their way, and the, and their, the excuses come, which, you know, it's early in the season, but I, I don't know. Uh, it, it's tough to balance all of the hype towards this team, and then when real teams come to play, well, we need time to gel. Well, it's, maybe it's, you know, it's for the first while when the Stones tried to pretend like Mick Jagger could sing. Yeah, and then they got he can't sing. Just have him shout into the thing. Right, right. But you talk about these new weapons, man. Kalinich gets a braces in his Milan de- debut and could add a hat trick, but VAR takes it away. Um, you know, ever so slightly out of bounds. But you know, another new guy. You talked about Catrone, Andre Silva at a hat trick against um, uh, Austria Vienne, and you know now they got Kalinich coming in ripping a brace against Udinese. I mean, how what do you think of his performance? Yeah, I imagine, uh, well, Fiorentina maybe not missing him too much. We'll get to them later. But, uh, you know, it was good to get uh, him with the brace uh, and, and make big big moves for uh, uh, for Milan here. So good performance for him in this game. Uh, that'll be good. And he's a veteran striker. So uh, Yeah, Catrone and Andre Silva are, you know. Babies. Yeah, they're both, they're, they, they, they were both seniors when Pellegri was a freshman. Yeah. Yeah, so. Yep. Let's turn uh, quickly though, Tad. Uh, Milan, we'll we'll see where they go. Uh, I I do think the the paper tiger thing is a good description of them uh, the, at this point in the season. But uh, speaking of another animal out there, the little zebras, Udinese. We got some shots fired at the old lady uh, midweek during uh, uh, last week. We've got uh, the owner of Udinese, Gianpaolo Pozzo, saying he's a big fan of VAR. And I guess he is, especially now after this past week with yeah, Milan when they yeah, took a goal back. Yeah, it worked out in his favor. Yeah, because uh, he feels it's preventing Juventus from receiving refereeing favors. I mean, it's stuff like this, man, that makes you just love the Serie A. It's just the characters. The owner comes out and is just shots fired. Yep. Like, you guys are cheaters, and the VAR is here to bring you down. I have a magic bullet 
for Juventus. Juventus is going to be mid-table now in his mind. Right. Juventus should, they're going to start getting championship stripped. I mean, think about that. Like, we got this Jerry Jones Goodell thing going on. And in, 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 that's what uh, I made me think of. This yeah. Pozza thing was like Goodell and uh, Jerry Jones with the Cowboys. But Jerry Jones is not coming out, you know, mm. calling Bob Kraft a cheater. You know, yeah. and, and during the Deflategate stuff, like nobody was calling, like the owners weren't coming out. There's some rumblings here and there, but you got this guy flat out coming out and be like, Juventus are cheaters. Yeah, right. In America, we just send lawyers. That's, yeah. that's how we handle it. <laughs> yeah, the VAR, man. I mean, I, this this thing has taken on a new life of its own. I and mean, we now, in week four, have an owner throwing shade at another team and using VR as his ammo. I can't wait to see how this plays out. Yep. No, it's great. I will say about VAR, it's kind of died down for the past two weeks or so. We haven't heard too much about it, so that's a positive. Um, but we'll see uh, if it continues to affect things. Kalinic, arguably, uh, could have had a hat trick in this one, so it did play a factor in this game. We uh, got through the top five so quick that we even did game six. So we're going to take a quick break now and finish off uh, the rest of the games. All right, now we got Atalanta and Kievo. This one finished 1-1. It's Senior Citizen Appreciation Night in Bergamo. <laughs> I love that. Well done, Marco. And Atalanta pay respect to their elders, handing the Rusty Donkeys their fourth point of the season. I also like the Rusty Donkeys. <laughs> yeah. Very clever. So we've got, oddly enough, it's the young Belgian Samuel Bastian who puts Kievo ahead, and they almost creak as opposed to squeak, by with three points, if not for Papu Gomez's penalty kick in the 85th minute. Yeah, it's good that Marco dipped on this one, left us a nice little little blurb here. Um, it's absolutely hilarious. Um, at the same time, you know, I haven't gotten Hatalanta all season, so I want to talk this. about him a little bit. <laughs> um, you know, Hatalanta, they... they they kind of disappointed at, at, you know in this one they come out and they and they tie the 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 geriatric donkeys um in this one after just smoking everton in the midweek and as you know the serious sweethearts atalanta and you know me being a liverpool fan as well i just i just loved watching that but let's you know let's let's talk about that for a second how sad and fine was it to read about the waxing of Everton, a team that so many, you know, in the English press are putting in, you know, a Europa League spot in the EPL. Why is it so emotional for Serie A fans? Yeah, well, it did. Uh, there's another podcast out there who's uh, one of their podcasters is an Everton fan. And uh, this happened on his birthday of all. So Oof. sorry, Raj. <laughs> uh, a little gift, a little regalo from uh, your friends down south in uh, in Syria. So um I, I I really did feel this way, like man, like kind of Syria being an underdog. It felt good. It felt good that Atalanta toppled a, a giant, if you will. And for me, I think it goes back to the money. EPL, you just kind of know, like as soon as the transfer market's open, like look, it's just soccer is an economics element to it, and it's uh, you know they have more money. Yeah, and they Everton, take players. Everton has a gazillion bucks. I mean, I mean every EPL does. Too. Yeah, they, I mean, you know, I mean, everybody by by definition, the EPL because of their TV contracts has a gazillion bucks. You got to think that if Everton wanted Papu Gomez, they could just buy him, yeah. right? I mean, Atalanta would totally sell any player on their team. At, at the very least, they would outbid any Serie A team for him. Absolutely. Yeah, if they really wanted him. I mean, yeah, yeah and there's so many things for 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 
you know, a, a Serie A fans be sour about like that. And I think the one for me, you, you mentioned it earlier, is, you know, the EPL, they, everyone says they're superior in so many ways. Even their, you know, podcasts <laughs> produced in the U.S. are superior to, you know, to the Serie A podcast. That's so. right. We're just, we're not worthy, man. We're not worthy of the men in Blazers. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, enjoy their show very much. Uh, but it really I still did. love you, Tom Morello. <laughs> it, it felt like an underdog story for me. Uh, I just felt good that Syria. Hey, we're we're a league two, and we can get results. So that's that's what my takeaway was. Yeah, I mean, we talked about last week. Just moving on, um, you know, Gasparini. We clowned him for being like, "Oh, the season starts now," and it's like, "Brah, come on!" And then they go and they wax out Everton, and then they come out and they tie the the, the rusty donkeys. You know, they need to start coming out at the beginning of the out of the tunnel to, you know, Kendrick Lamar's humble. Um, you know, we all want to see them keep doing well because when they play well, they're so scrappy. Papu Gomez is amazing. So, you know, my takeaway from this game is they need to keep on. I mean, they, they just they got to they got to keep that killer instinct, that killer mentality, because, they, they you know, getting the Europa League's fine. Staying there is better. Mm-hmm. Um they got Crotona next week. You got to hope that they, they book them an appointment in the salon to wax them out. I mean, I hate to say it, Chris. May, I mean, they, they need to beat them so bad that Crotona fans are throwing bottles at them. Yeah. Well, we do, hopefully we don't do that. But yeah, Crotona is going to be a tough game against Atalanta uh, next week. So, and my, you, no, my, what, sorry? I was going to ask the question of just, uh, you know, it is tough, right? There's big teams like Inter who don't have this problem. Atalanta's got multiple competitions to balance this this season. What do you think? Are they up for that? Are they built for that is really the question. I think they're built for a run in, in the Europa League. I mean, they, they stay healthy. They have, a li- they have a little bit of depth still, and they have a great coach um, that, that knows what he's doing. Um, it's you know, it's going to be real the test. You know, the, if they make it out of group stages in the Europa League, that's a win for them. It's all about they're good enough to stay in Europe. And I think that, you know, a top, anything outside of a top 10 finish is a is a is a disappointment for them. But they really got to be in the in the Europa hunt, you know, after week 10 for the rest of the season. Yep. So if, if you're new to Serie A, man, Atalanta is a fun one to support. They're in Europa. You can follow them. But just they're they're exciting and fun to watch and, and uh, underdog story, I think, a little bit, too. If Atalanta drops, then they, it means they definitely need to get out of the Joma kits and go back to Nike. <laughs> yeah. My third takeaway from this game, man, is, you know, we talk about geriatric donkeys. I, I got a question <laughs> for you, man. Who's older? The 20-year-old Belgian who scored for them, Sam Bastian, or a hole in Sorrentino's underwear? <laughs> well, I would say that uh, Sam Bastian is young, but he's scoring goals. I'm going to give it to him because, hey, if he's bringing the general age no. gap down, no take way. it. Sorrentino definitely has o- holes in his underwear older than Sam Bastian. I mean, that guy's got... More lines under his eyes than a Roman roadmap. <laughs> Bastian bringing some youth to senior citizens appreciation night. So they brought they brought their grandson. There you go. Yeah, they well, brought the grandson to the talent show. Hey, little Sammy, score a goal for us. That's right. That's right. Well done there, Marco. That was a funny one. Up next, we got Fiorentina and Bologna. This one finished two one. La Viola at home spoil Marco's weekend by beating his childhood hometown team. The mighty Bologna. It's the altar boy. He cannot do wrong here. Federico Chiesa, since we don't have the Italian translator here, Tad, you want to do that one? Fede Church. 
He's the he's church fa- faith church. Yeah, Federico Rich Faith Church. Rich Faith Church getting the viola ahead early before the Jedi Rat Tail Master Rodrigo Palacio reminds everyone except Marco that he's still in the Syria. Yeah, I mean, I thought that the. Uh, that the Sith killed all the Jedi, yeah. and and here they come out. Like I mean, survived by that that rat tail. That's is is the mean. movie coming out this this uh, in December? The Last Jedi about <laughs> Rodrigo Palacio. It definitely needs a bit a bit uh, part in there, for sure. We also got new boy Petzella gets the win for La Viola, who are rocking that purple this game. Remember, they've got five or six different colored jerseys for Calcio Storico. They rock with the traditional purple. Very nice on this one. Speaking of style, Tad, we've got Pioli finally looking a little at ease in his new Mr. Role at Fiorentina after Inter last season. Rocking some threads, too. What'd you take away from Pioli? Dude, Pioli is rapidly becoming my favorite coach in the Serie <laughs> I've trashed him so many times. I always say he won't take a coaching job unless it's an absolute mess. Dude, he's got Fiorentina playing pretty well, and he's out there looking like, you know, Prince's body with Sting's head on. It's like It looks like Sting... <laughs> You know, got Prince's clothes out of auction. He's got purple a purple rain. vest. Purple rain. He's got that bald head and beard. He should be, looks like he should be bartending in lock, stock, and two smoking barrels, man. I yeah. mean, Pioli's looking good. And I, I put this in. This is the most Italian thing ever. We talked about it before with Spalletti, man. We've got a style war on, man. We've, mm-hmm. we've got Armani lining up to dress the players, the coaches, everything. Gotta love it. Yeah, and Italy is the place where like you can per- shamelessly rock purple. In America, unless you're playing for the Vikings, you better be yeah. Prince. Yeah, right, right. So, yeah, we've got Pioli, and uh, the team battled for three points in this one. They had good chances, but another big storyline in this one, guys. Federico Chiesa, a monster. He's a young kid. He's dangerous. He's got a good eye for the goal. He's a local kid, too, which I really like. That he, His dad played for Florence, I think, and uh, uh, he's he loves playing for them as well. Um, yeah, I mean, between him, you know, we got uh, 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 Pellegrini at Roma, um, and you know, upcoming we'll talk about Nic- Nicolo Barella. Yeah, I mean, we got we got all these uh, all these young Italian uh, uh, stars that it looks like they're going to just push Italy to the next level, the Azzurri to the next level, and they're just playing for their home club childhood teams. It's amazing to watch. Yep, a lot of fun. Uh, it's it's like another reason why we love De Rossi, right? He's a local guy, local Roman guy. I mean, Francesco it. Totti. And I mean, Totti, yeah, of I mean, course. Yep, absolutely. I hope that Federico Chiesa is a Fiorentina player for his entire career, and if he has to leave, come to Roma. Yep, that would be cool. All right, so there's uh, that. We've got Fiorentina winning that. Sorry to Marcos Bologna, in case anyone didn't realize he lived there when he was a kid. Allegedly. Yeah, yeah allegedly. <laughs> All right. He once saw Bologna on a map in Italy. Yep, and liked how it sounded. <laughs> All right, uh, second to last game, we've got Spal and Cagliari. So here we go, and more local talent news. This one finished 2 nothing. But it's all about the guy who used to be at Cagliari. The Boriello saga continues for one more week as Spal's new bomber takes on his old club. Cagliari takes the grudge match with goals from Barella and Joa Pedro, one in each half in this one. And Boriello played the whole game, but he didn't get on the score sheet. The real story for me was Joa Pedro's right-footed curler to ice this game in the second half, more beautiful than that iPhone X release promo video. Beautiful. Loved that it. must be beautiful. Absolutely. Goal of the week, baby. Yep. Boriello did play in this one, as I said, but he doesn't score, and the Calgary fans let him hear it, apparently. He posted on Instagram, I think after the game, 
uh, in Italian, quote, insulting me will not make you better, end quote. So definitely got to him a little bit. Mic drop. Yeah. Mic drop. First of all, what's Calliard doing insulting Marco Bor? He's not a sardo. Right. Like, I mean, he's played he's he's played for half the teams in the, you know, the second division of, of American soccer, let alone, you know, all over Europe. Lot, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna chew on him for loyalty. A lot of jilted lovers out there on Calliard. Yeah, I mean don't like, forget that. I was gonna say this definitely's <laughs> gotta be jilted lovers. This has gotta be a, or or you know, uh uh Lovers of jilted lovers is probably yeah, right. more so the better. case. Yeah, yeah, but he's always going to win that fight. I mean, like he he, he, do, he doesn't he doesn't give he doesn't give a fat baby's culo about that one. So yep, no, definitely moved on to Spal for his new challenge. But his new team's got a tough schedule. They had OTFR, which they drew. Udinese, they beat them. Now they got losses to Inter and Cagliari back to back. Now Tad, they've got Milan and Napoli coming up. Ouch. Yes, Paul. Good luck, guys. I mean, you got the bomber. It, it, the only way he's going to stay with you is if you stay up. So uh, I actually read, I can't remember if it was the president or the coach today, but they are openly admitting they are afraid to play Milan. So yeah. that's not good for Spall. Yeah, uh, well, maybe Spall is tanking the season to get Boreal out there because the more lovers of jilted lovers. Yeah. Jilted <laughs> lovers of jilted lovers. Yeah. I wonder what that is in Italian. Yeah. Oh, where's Marco when you need him? All right, uh, quickly over to Cagliari here. You wanted to talk about Barella, so we mentioned he's another local kid. Yeah, I called I called him at the beginning of the season. Niccolo Barello is the player to watch for Cagliari this season. This guy, little tiny guy. You know, you don't think see him as the size and the presence of a box box midfielder, but you know his base, his work rate, you know his desire. I mean, this is a guy that we're going to see on the national team for a decade. Yep, and uh, I just like the fact we talked about Marco Sal last week. He's another local, <laughs> excuse me, local kid. Uh, Calgary man, that's uh, that's just great to see the youth system developing big players who are bringing results. Are we done with games, Ted? Have we finished anything? Oh, we got we got the one. Oh right, we're Roma fans, and we've got Roma last here. We've got Roma and Hellas Verona. Uh, this one finished 3 nothing. Roma grabbing a Serie A team at the bar for a good old-fashioned slump bust. Some, get some, our, we, go ahead. We've got our three points. <laughs> Sometimes you just got a slump bust. Sometimes you got to look around at bar time and just be like, whatever it takes to get my swagger back. There's, there's Tad writing for Roma and Hellas. There you go. <laughs> Game summary, here you go, Tad. You got a lot for Roma to be happy about in this game. Yeah, you got you got the 65-35 possession and just an unbelievable 30 to 8 shots. I think you enjoyed every single one of them. The return of Chris at Roma Club to the perch. Uh got up there, crawled up like a cat and enjoyed all three goals that Roma had to offer in the pouring rain. Absolutely. Yeah, I thought the rain was definitely a story here, particularly Florenzi on this one, right? Uh, Florenzi coming back from injury, and we're asking him to play on that field with a a potentially tender knee. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think they would have done it. Uh, Yeah, of course it would happen. Like, something happens to him in in that game. I'm not going to say what. Um, But, you know, Florenzi being back is a huge takeaway from this game. And not only... You know, did was he back? You know, he was like a Dunkirk trailer, you know, everywhere and dropping tons of bombs. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, but not only Florenzi, they get to trot out all these new toys. You know, they had Jengus Understar, they had Pellegrini. So then you got DeRossi, Pellegrini, and Florenzi all in the field at the same time. Roma, capital city team, playing with three Romans on the team is great. 
And the subs were Gerson, Schick, and Mourinho. So tons of new signings get get a uh, uh, get a hand in this one. And then the slum bust, slump busting. After some rocky performances, we see complete games from Dzeko, DeRossi, Nangulon, Manolas, Pellegrini, Florenzi, Kolarov, and Elshaw. I mean, the only players that really didn't play overly exciting was Fazio, and he, you know, he wasn't terrible. Alisson really didn't have much to do. I think he's probably playing Call of Duty or something for half this game. But Dzeko, big takeaway for me. Two goals, man. What do you think? Yeah, I, I know. Uh, I'm grateful. I, I'll start with that. But Dzeko, for me, again... I heard somebody at Roma Club say this. He's, he's kind of like the Nick and Dan uh, Instagram feed. Oh, baby, no. What is you doing? Because there were a few times he makes up for it because he scores goals. But there were definitely a few shots there where instead of kicking the ball, he kicked his own ankle. And that just kills me. You're our, you're our striker and the former Capo Canonieri. He That was an impossible angle. The fact that he was able to bring... Roma fans, I love y'all. But sometimes you're the worst. Like, you know, this guy has, has an extremely dynamic game. He's one of the best players in the Serie A. He's got, you know, a brace in this game, and we got people with pitchforks and, and burning torches being like, yeah, he ain't not that good. Like, Edin Dzeko is amazing. He's had a career resurrection um, in, in for Roma. Man, I mean, this guy has proven himself. And also doesn't matter as the coach or the system. Yeah. Like he's been he's been rocking the ish. Now, granted, it's Ellis, but you know we're all patting Napoli on the back for thrashing Benevento. We got to do the same for Roma. Jekyll's the man. That's true. My I just think he has a case of the yips. That's, that's there is uh, no yips. Guy said thirty goals last year. There's no and, such thing. And a couple ankle shots too. Look at his so, face. So so he, so you so you're basically saying that Ed and Jekyll is Chuck Knobloch hitting sixty home runs. <sighs> all right, that's a fair thing, but. <sighs> It's like half Chuck Knobloch, half Aaron Judge. That's what's going on. He's Capo Canonieri, but every once in a while, he's going to kick it on the six-yard line. He's going to kick it into the stands. Doesn't matter. I want to talk about a lot more with Roma, but I only got one more takeaway, and that is Schick is injured again. Of course. Well, he played 16 minutes. 16 minutes. Yeah. $40 million signing, two injuries already. Roma. Roma, I mean, Roma, Roma. the Juventus training uh, uh, garments are starting to look pretty, pretty amazing. Apparently, they're all doctors. They know something that we don't know. But, you know, shit comes on. It looks pretty good. Gets super excited. Get him and Jekko on the field at the same time. Hips hurt. Yep. I think he's out tomorrow officially. So uh, that does frustrate us, although we're playing Benevento. If, if he has a season-ending injury... The buses of Washington, D.C. need to be driving on high alert because I'm a step in front of one of those things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we needed those points. We got them. Uh, we got a, com- more- a complete game by Roma, though. They the played rain. extremely well. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you know, we joke about the slump bust. You know, Ellis Verona, like we said, they're not a quality team. They got to be high on the hashtag race to relegation. But, you know, it's good to see Roma have a, a performance where we have so many players contributing very well. I mean, Nangolan, his goal, that was that was a beautiful piece of de- development soccer, Absolutely. which we have not seen from Roma this season so far. Lord yep. knows we didn't see it in the Atletico game. Absolutely. But, you know, they getting Dzeko and Ninja on track has, you know, has to be priority one and priority two for Roma right now because they were two of our three best players last year. And this is coming from a guy who sweats Daniele De Rossi like a like a like a a, d- a desert heat day. Yep. So no, uh and I continue to love. I, I, I love his style. I love box to box midfielders for sure. 
So the only thing I think we got to mention left is just Ted. What do you think? Black Armani in a hurricane, still looking good. Oh, still looking good. Yeah. All right. But I mean, you know, Derosi could be wearing a Black Armani diaper, and he would be looking great. Yep. Yep. Na- so, Nangalon would have to have to have to get some tattoos, yeah. some more tattoos in some certain areas, but. Yeah, the style war continues. Happy to say that Roma continues to be in that race. The most Italian thing ever. All right, Ted, that'll do it. We just finished the entire week here. Well done. We do want to say, right, uh, next week's going to be tough. So we're, we got some midweek games, which are going to be tough for any podcasters out there like us. Actually, Inter and Bologna just wrapped. So exactly. spoiler, one-to-one. Yeah, exactly. So, Greetings from the past. Exactly, exactly. We'll turn up in a DeLorean. You know, get in. And yep. We'll take you to the one-to-one Bologna Inter game. <laughs> yeah. So we got those, and then we got uh, the weekend games we'll definitely cover. But Marco and Tad will not be here this next week. So uh, Possibly. Well, Marco won't be here. Marco's going going back back to Cali, Cali. Um, so he's going to be soaking the sun. I'm going to Arizona. Sam, Australia. Sam Eastwood of Casey Toti is already confirmed to fill in for Marco. We might have somebody fill in for me, or I might you might just have that grainy, crappy Skype call-in. Um, where i'll contribute very very little curve america goes coast to coast half half in the bag poolside like it like it (laughs) with with uh with uh what whatever local beer sponsor we pick up in arizona that that it'll i'll basically be speaking through that lens like nine deep from scottsdale brewing company yeah we're looking forward to that. We hope everyone enjoyed this podcast. We'll do the best we can with uh, 20 games to get through next week. Until that time, ragazzi, we say... Subscribe, rate, comment, and arrivederci. Ciao, 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 ciao.